Greetings, Zimbabwe, Africa, and the world. Welcome to episode four of In Conversation with Trevor, where we go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today, we are in conversation with Zimbabwe's Minister of Energy and Power Development, Advocate Fortune Chassis. Right, Honorable Minister Fortune Chassis, welcome to In Conversation Thank you with very much. Uh, Trevor. Thank you. Um, there is an image in my mind um, that impressed me. Your response to Cyclone Idai was you, you led from the front, you were exemplary. Um, what made you do that? Um, I think that there are situations uh, in our country when certain things happen that we need to um, leave our comfort zones and be real people, not um, ministers or anybody higher up. Um, that situation really created an opportunity for us as a country to, to unite and have a common approach to a very serious uh, problem. Which raises the question, I'm always amazed, you are you're not a typical politician. What made you get into politics? Yeah, I must admit, I don't consider myself um, a politician in the strict sense, but uh, I think there comes a time when we must save our country. Um, I am where I am because uh, some people took certain decisions to enable an environment where I could thrive and flourish. I could be out in the rural areas living there. I've got people that I went to school with that are still there. They look much older than myself. Um, and so that really motivated me, an opportunity to serve. What's your motivation? Um, I'm fascinated again by, you, 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 you love boxing, you yes. love music. Yes. Um, t tell us about that. Well, let me start with music. I, if you recall, in 2014 in December, I was fired as a deputy minister of justice. You were fired? Yes, I was How fired. did that feel? Um, it was so because I'd only done one year. And um, I really had a lot of energy. I was in my area of uh, training and comfort. And uh, I saw that uh, and felt that I had a lot to offer in terms of uh, initiating um, uh, policy positions, initiating laws, and so forth. So it was, it was really hurtful. And so that, um, and I lost uh, the space to articulate myself. Um, so you decided uh, music and boxing would fill yes. the gap? Yes, music especially. Um, because nobody could stop me from singing. So I spent a lot of time, in fact, at high school, at Mpopoma High School, I was fired from the choir. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, every crisis provides opportunities, just as the energy crisis that we have now is huge opportunities. So I did things. I decided that I was going to sing as a way of expressing myself. I sang about free elections. I sang about child marriages, any topic. I spent a lot of time in the ghetto, in the studios, with the likes of Soldier Love, Killer T, uh, Gatsby Warrior, and uh, I, really I enjoyed it. And boxing? 
Boxing is really for fitness. So I do one hour from five to six. Um, it's very good for cardio. Let, let me briefly ask you, you are on social media, yeah. you appear approachable. Uh, uh, how is the abuse on social media? How do you treat that? I think that uh, as uh, a leader and now as a minister of government, one must be prepared to take criticism. Um, a lot of it may be unjustified. There are many rude people, particularly on Twitter. They use unpalatable language. Uh, some of them are motivated by malice. They believe that being abusive is macho. It makes you good. There are ghost accounts there that are there principally to attack other people. Does that sting? Does it ever sting? It used to. Uh, one thing that uh, Twitter in particular has taught me is patience with people. And uh, the patience that I've been able to generate on Twitter, I've also translated it into private relationships. Interesting. Let's get to the elephant in the room, the power crisis, yes. uh, fuel crisis. How much of this is um, legacy and how much of it is uh, mismanagement um, in, in the recent past? Yeah, I think uh, this has been coming over a long period of time. And um, if one wants to play the blame game, which uh, uh, a lot of people try and do from time to time, you really blame all of us in the sense that uh, when you look at uh, the debt overhang uh, on Zesa, almost every category that you can think of is in there. And um, what disappoints me at this moment in time is we're talking about everything else. I cannot hear a chorus on uh, encouragement of people to pay what they consumed already. So you have a, a, a private citizens, you and me, you have the corporate sector, you know, industry and commerce, you have local authorities, you have farmers, everybody is in there, owing this huge amount of money to Zesa. And uh, everyone is complaining about, uh, about uh, lot shedding. Mm. Nobody is standing up and speaking vociferously around the issue of the debt. Let me put it this way. If I were to receive 400 million of the 1.2 billion, we could sort out the problem overnight. So it's within ourselves to sort out the problem. So you, you've been threatening to um, name people, which assumes you know them. Has that um, gotten your results in terms of uh, people paying up what they owe, corporates uh, paying up what they owe? Um, not meaningfully, but we are putting in structures to help to accelerate recovery. And I think the public needs to understand that ZESA has got um, a legal duty, an obligation to itself to mitigate its own losses. So we cannot continue to sell power, uh, provide power to people who do not pay. But assuming that people are not switched off, the system is going to switch itself off eventually because ZESA uh, is insolvent as we speak. Um, how serious is the electricity crisis? Um, I, you know, we, we have a habit of uh, describing difficult situations as being uh, uh, challenges. And uh, I want to confirm that uh, our situation is beyond that. It has graduated into a massive problem. And I'm hoping that uh, the difficulties which all of us are sharing 
including the Minister of Energy, uh, will help to galvanize us as a nation and come together, as we did in a few instances, for example, constitution making, to address this problem. We all need to come together and realize that this is, a, this is not an opportunity for politics. It's an opportunity to realize that we can sink if we do not come together and provide lasting solutions to the challenge. So let's talk about the, the lasting solutions. What concrete plans uh, do you have, concrete plans, about uh, resolving the electricity crisis? Long-term, short-term, medium-term? Concrete plans, Mr. Minister. Let me start with short-term. I've indicated to you that if the public, uh, the consumers of uh, Zesa Power, uh, out of the 1.2 billion, pay 400 million, will deal significantly with the challenges that we face. That's short-term? That's short-term. That's, uh, that's, that's probably the most immediate thing that we can do. And I must say that I'm delighted by the fact that uh, commerce and industry, um, mining sector, for example, exporters, and other consumers have been approaching me to say, look, can we come up with a structure to deal with this? And this is why this uh, crisis is so important for us. It should be a rallying point for us without reference to political or ideological preferences to come together to resolve the problem. So, because all of us are load shedding. When we load shed, we don't ask for your ZANPF card or MTC card or what position in life you are. It's, it just has to happen. So we have a common problem requiring us to come together to find um, a common solution. Medium term? Medium term, we need um, various types of investments, particularly in renewables. Um, we need uh, projects that are implemented within a, a short distance across the country, uh, grids that can give us bits of power across the country. And uh, we're actively working on this. Um, it depends on a variety of issues. Uh, for example, we have to work on the tariff. It's, uh, work is at an advanced uh, stage. The price of power simply must go up. Everyone, and I'm sure everyone in this room, admits that we are giving away power and we are digging a big wall for Zesa. So at the moment, Minister, we, we're paying one US cent for uh, a kilowatt of power. Mm. The regional average is nine uh, US cents. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, the, 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 for many years, Zesa hasn't had a tariff uh, increase. We need to look at Zesa as a business. That's why we have the challenges that we have. So you talk about uh, the, the tariff being adjusted uh, soon. Mm -hmm. how, how soon is that? Uh, because the other problem, Minister, is the lack of agency mm -hmm. in resolving some of these issues. Yeah, actually, well, you know, when I was appointed, I immediately identified the tariff as a key issue sure. that we needed to put uh, on, on the agenda. And I'm glad that we, we have formally begun to discuss it. Uh, we have held uh, various consultations with the um, CZI, with the, uh, the mining people and others. Mm -hmm. And um, time allowing would have loved much, much more consultation. I think that is what is contem contemplated by our constitution. It's also a proper thing to do for us to carry everyone with us in terms of arriving mm -hmm. at the tariff. We may come up with a tariff that uh, some people won't like, but we should 
uh, feel happy that we've carried out sufficient consultation. Uh, As a long-term plan, Minister, I mean, anybody, any serious investor looking at coming into Zimbabwe, power is a big issue. Uh, why not come up with a tariff that's going to make an investor sitting in Germany in America think that Zimbabwe is serious about resolving the power crisis? Come up with a tariff lock it down for 20 years so that an investor can see that uh, I'll have good returns if I, if I go to Zimbabwe. Is that one of the proposals that we're looking at? Yes, uh, we, we have uh, so many approaches that we can take. Um, but let me emphasize the fact that uh, the tariff is important for at least two reasons. The first one is to ensure that uh, ZESA is solvent and can continue to carry out uh, business on a going concern basis. The second one is precisely what you're saying. Any investor who wants to bring in new investment in the energy sector will look at the tariff and relate that to the capacity of ZESA to pay them because ZESA will be the off-taker of the power that is produced. And so this is why um, we have urgently dealt with the matter. It's not yet really in the public domain, but I can assure you. You are not uh, able to share with us what you... No, at the moment it has to go through the necessary processes. But I can tell you and I can confirm, we have no choice. Um, the tariff must go up. Can I push you on the agency of this matter? Yeah. The, the processes we understand. But yeah. surely you sh we should be in a position to say next week something is happening. Because this is an agent crisis, uh, Minister. I can say next week. Next week, yes. Okay, yes. so the, you're promising these people next week this issue is going to be resolved. Next week you'll need more money to buy this. <laughs> Um, let's move on, Minister. How serious is the fuel crisis? Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, when people are in queues day in, day out, we must describe that as a serious crisis. Uh, it's not good use of the time of our people. Uh, they spend time being um, unproductive. And for me, as the person who has responsibility um, around those issues, um, it's very hurtful when you pass through uh, queues, endless queues from time to time. So uh, there are a number of issues. We definitely have forex uh, challenges. We need to ensure that uh, our LC profiles are properly coordinated in terms of ensuring that when one lapses, there is no gap, because that is what actually creates a, a problem uh, some of the time. But uh, another issue is the fact that we have... Uh, um, a significant number of uh, players in the industry were selfish. Uh, I say selfish because I'm inundated on a daily basis by calls and messages from members of the public who are told by service station operators that there's no fuel when there actually has been a delivery. Some of them are selling this in drums, they take the tanker and they put the, the fuel in drums and they go somewhere and they sell that in the... Why are we not taking action on those people that we know are being selfish, well, uh, not playing according to what their license is, yes. is, is, is saying? Yes, I believe that when one makes a threat, they should make a threat that they will carry out. I've made that threat. I've identified some service stations where there is serious misbehavior abuse of the people of Zimbabwe who are sacrificing foreign currency and are depending on these people that we have licensed 
on the basis that whatever work they are going to do is going to be in the national interest. Um, a lot of misbehavior, we have already commenced action. That's good. We to want hear. to be legal in the processes that we take, but certainly uh, you'll be hearing from us soon. So you, you've met the threat, you'll be carrying out the action. We'll be carrying it out. How soon is soon? Uh, as soon as the necessary um, process of making sure that we give them adequate uh, time to explain themselves. Because the, the public has got evidence. All we need to do is to speak to people who have gone to a service station, the ones that have made reports to me or to Zera, and uh, we ensure that we um, issue a, a show cause order against the service station to explain themselves, and if we're not satisfied, we then make sure that uh, they're out of the business. We are not going to tolerate indiscipline and misbehavior in the sector. But of primary importance is the fact that when you regulate something, you need to be able to understand it. And I think that our regulatory authority uh, all along has been regulating uh, in darkness without um, any um, evidence. And this is why we've been speaking about the monitoring system, which we're actively working towards um, implementing. So I, I gather, Minister, that as, as, as a, one of the short-term uh, measures, uh, members of um, the uh, Chamber of Mines yes. and uh, CZI have approached you to say they want to form a consortium that to be able to import power um, as a short measure using their own forex yes. and uh, uh, be able to put some of that uh, excess uh, capacity into, into the grid. What, what's your response to that? Are you amenable to that? Yes, uh, I'm excited by it. I think any form of assistance that we can get uh, is critical, but uh, also of fundamental importance is the recognition that uh, uh, the private sector must, um, and I think going forward, will play a bigger role in the um, provision of power in the country. And I think that is as it should be. Um, as government, we would like to restrain ourselves um, to simply being an enabler for, for businesses. We, we are looking at uh, solar now. There should be huge opportunities for local investors and external investors. And so the approach that uh, uh, these organizations you mentioned have uh, taken is clearly in sync and in line with the... Uh, how how soon can we see that happening? Because, because if it does happen, these are big consumers. Yes. It would uh, release quite a lot of power to domestic uh, consumers and, and, and others. How soon can we see the CZI and the Chamber of Mines proposal uh, yeah. being implemented? Pretty soon. There are two ways that uh, they seek to participate. One is uh, to help us to uh, pay our external debt um, for power. And uh, the other is simply to ensure that they assist in the purchase of power themselves. They've got the capacity, and it's also within their interests to assure and ensure themselves um, of uh, adequate and certain uh, provision of power on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, a lot of work has already been done. We need to be formal and legal in what we are doing. Uh, but I think the, the concept Given the crisis, yes. formal and legal, yes. I'll push you again, yes. the agency. Yes, extremely, extremely urgent. Right. Yeah. We, uh, they will tell you that uh, uh, some of them I've met at 7 a.m. every, uh, every meeting that we have had, because that's the time that we start work. We're in a crisis situation. It can never be business as usual. 
So my doors as minister are open 24 hours uh, every day. And people come with suggestions and they will confirm that we've met on an agent basis, some of them several times. We have no bureaucratic structures for which, uh, which give you a feeling of importance that you are minister of energy or anything like that. It's time to, to produce. And any agency around independent power producers? Yes, uh, independent power producers, as you know, have already have been in place for some time. Um, but uh, my major criticism of the approach that we've had in the past is that we have not had a plan. So Trevor would come to me and say, I want to have a plant for 150 uh, megawatts, and we license them. But we need to be very clear of the deficit that we have and have projects that are designed and calculated to knock off that uh, deficit. But we want to be a net exporter of power. There are countries, Zambia is, uh, is um, load shedding at the moment, and uh, would like to see power generation as a national business where we can sell power through the Southern African um, power pool and provide uh, power to our neighbors who may uh, be challenged in that respect. Are, are there any um, uh, significant projects around independent power producers that you could share with us either um, in the pipeline or fully yeah. implemented? Yes, uh, we, we have uh, uh, launched a, a very aggressive uh, um, investment um, approach to renewable energies. Um, some weeks ago, I was in Portugal. I can tell you that I was overwhelmed by the interest in Zimbabwe. Um, to the extent that within the following week, we had uh, an investor that I had met in Portugal uh, coming, sending their team to come and discuss with us on a very, very serious uh, basis. Now, what we need to do is to ensure that our processes and procedures are so efficient that we don't give investors the runaround when they come here. We cannot afford that when we're in a crisis. And so we're doing everything that is uh, possible. We're working on, a, on measures that will make Zimbabwe attractive. But our measures must be extraordinary because we're in an extraordinary situation. Can you share with us the extraordinary measures intended well, to attract? Well, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. uh, we have moved in very quickly to remove any uh, tax or VAT on solar projects because that's a key strategic uh, um, area for us. And we are continuing to look at uh, how we can better, you know, we we'll consider a raft of measures around uh, taxation uh, because we want to encourage uh, uh, investment in this area to ensure that we avoid uh, ever again getting into the situation where we are in. Talk to us about, is there any possibility, I mean, uh, that one day we wake up and there is total darkness? What's the situation with Wange? What is the situation with um, uh, the, the thermal power station, other thermal power stations that we have? What's the situation with uh, the Kariba um, yes. water levels? Are we still at 29%? We're in the darkness as far as that is concerned. Yeah, well, um, it is possible. And we need all of us to be conscious of that uh, possibility. So darkness is possible? Yeah, well, it is possible. Where there's light, there's a possibility of darkness. <laughs> and, so, and so the key issue, really, 
You are talking of 29% yes. at Kariba. It has since gone beyond that. So where are we now? We are below 24%. And the continuous um, southward movement of Kariba is evident. And it would be um, improper for us all not to recognize that we need to take evasive action now. That's why we're developing the integrated resource plan. We need a good mix of uh, sources of energy to hedge against the very clear and direct threat from Kariba. Uh, there is uh, no way that we can generate water and put it into Kariba. This uh, climate change is upon us. That's frightening, 24%. Yes. 24%. And receding. Yes, and receding. And uh, we don't know what the prospects are regarding rainfall this uh, um, season. Uh, some are not uh, very optimistic. So that is the reality that we have to face. We are also faced with a situation where uh, our thermals are antiquated. I was in Bulawa the other time. We were supposed to produce 90 megawatts. Look at the structures, you can see cracks, you can see holes in those things. And we are trying to come up and we already have funding to put in a project there. And so that's just an example. If you look at Wange, day in, day out, we have breakdowns. And so... Well, what's the capacity and, and, and can we draw comfort mm. from the Wange infrastructure right now? Well, we, like I'm telling you, breakdowns are on every day. They are antiquated. Ideally, we should uh, invest in new... Uh, thermals and other forms of uh, energy. And so we need money, and I need people to understand that the payment of the ZESA debt is a critical component of our resolution of the current challenges. Um, I don't believe that I should sweet talk people and tell them nice stories. We have a problem here which requires all of us to resolve. Talk, talk to us about your negotiations with the South Africans and our neighboring countries for import, particularly South Africans. Yes. There's been a hype around that. Yes. Um, is there anything going to happen? And how soon is that going to happen? And what does it amount to? Okay. Uh, what we have done is we've sent uh, our teams um, from my ministry, from uh, ZESA itself, from Ministry of Finance and from Reserve Bank to go and discuss with the technical people at ESCOM. Um, one is to recognize that uh, it's not as if uh, ESCOM is awash with uh, power. And uh, uh, we are simply appealing to them, riding on our promise that we will pay our debts. We have to pay our debts as a country and as individuals. Uh, we need to lessen our appetite for free things. Hmm. As a people, we need to be able to deal with that and not expect uh, other countries to look after us as if we are their children and not to treat power as if it's the air that we are breathing right now. Uh, I'm sure nobody has juiced their noses to ensure that they get air. So we want uh, that uh, aspect to be understood. Uh, I then subsequently met last week uh, Minister Gwede Mantashe in, in South Africa and, uh, uh, of course, I was very grateful for the help that we have received. For some time, they went on giving us uh, 50 megawatts, but they couldn't do it anymore. They stopped. So They couldn't do it because we were not paying or because they didn't have capacity? 
Uh, principally and ostensibly because we're not paying. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that they uh, did have capacity to give us the 50 megawatts, but we must pay. So the approach they have taken is the approach that we have to take here. And people need to understand that we cannot continue to have open-ended uh, discussions which do not bring money onto the table to enable ZESA to do the work uh, that it is doing. So the current state of the discussion is that uh, um, ESCOM is governed in the Ministry of Energy, but they also have, uh, uh, they call it a Department of Enterprises. Um, and those two ministries must coordinate and come up with uh, a position. I'm cautiously optimistic. I know that uh, uh, there are so many stories being uh, bandied about, but uh, the truth of the matter is that where we left the discussion is that the South African minister will take or process what we discussed through their own system. So, uh, of course, I did ask for 400 megawatts. It's up to them to look at their resources and decide whether they can uh, do that for us. And so if, if we paid them the 80 million US that you owe, that's what we owe, isn't it? 80 million for, for both, it's slightly less now. Slightly less now. Mm. If we paid that, mm -hmm. we'd be able to get 400 uh, uh, megawatts. Is that what you're saying? Uh, not, not necessarily. It's not as simple as that. Yeah. When you owe money uh, to one of the shops and you go and pay off, you do not become immediately entitled to something else, especially if your conduct hasn't been uh, really much appreciated by them. So, so yes, but uh, we have a culture in SADC of working together and helping each other from time to time where power is concerned. And so I'm, I'm, I, I know that uh, the South Africans are sympathetic to our situation. Mm. And apart from that, our economies are also interlinked. Mm. And, uh, um, and, and um, provided that we are going to pay, uh, that should uh, help to motivate them. Given the agents of the Meta Minister, um, uh, our, our, our productive sector at the moment is basically crawling. Um, can you not uh, have, you know, lean on your minister? Mm -hmm. on your cabinet colleagues mm -hmm. to ensure that you find that 80 million um, and pay it tomorrow and begin to work on your track record so that we've got power, industries work, manufacturers work, and we export, we export and we, we get the money we need to. Look, look Trevor, the, I think the first um, point is us here. We owe 1.2 billion. Are we happy as businesses to continue to operate on that basis? Um, the tariff is not cost-reflective, and uh, people are really getting uh, power for next to nothing. So many um, illegal connections, I'm going to be dealing with them. I'll visit them, especially those that are ahead today in Chitungwiza. I want to advise them to make sure they regularize their connections. So much theft that is happening. We just have a, a litany of problems around energy in this country and we need order, and it's one of the things that I expected and that I'm going to deliver in this particular So let me, let me put, throw the ball back into your court, yes. as far as 1.2 billion that we collectively owe you. Yes. Is it not your responsibility and your colleagues to ensure that this money is collected yesterday? Switch off those that don't pay 
and uh, switch them off yesterday. Yes. So that, why are we not doing that? Okay, let me give you one example. Local authorities owe about 350 million. Should I switch them off tomorrow? Are we yes, prepared? please. Yes. Are, are you prepared to deal with cholera that will result? Are you prepared to deal with the cholera? Because that's one of the consequences. But let me so, say... So, Minister, let me just hold there. Yeah. You, uh, this is very interesting. The response was an emphatic yes. As a, as, as a way of ensuring that uh, misbehavior won't be tolerated. Yeah. Cut them off and let's deal with the consequences. Because we're encouraging bad behavior and that bad behavior is hurting all of us. Right. No, uh, it's, it's an inter interesting proposition. But let's analyze and understand the impact of the decision that we'll make. If we switch off, there'll be no water. We switch off today. We switch off today. Hospitals and clinics are already challenged. And it's a matter that distresses me as energy minister. But if we were to do that, people would die, would start dying today. If the public is, uh, thinks that is a proper thing for us to do, let's agree as a nation to just do it. Let's also agree that we shut out the entire commerce and industry. Everything. We haven't paid. We haven't paid. Yes. And there are important players in there, right, who have not paid. They may Minister, have, Minister yeah. I think drastic, this is a desperate situation that requires drastic measures. Yes. Um, dealing with this thing in a peaceful manner is not going to help us. Mm -hmm. The tolerance that you are exhibiting right now is not mm -hmm. going to help us. I'm actually very, very intolerant uh, to the situation. This is why when I came in, I pushed that government must pay because people cannot uh, believe that because their government departments or their parastatals, they can consume ZESA power for free. And so we, we are coming up with a rollout program now, which has started at my ministry. If you go there now, there's a meter. Because when I spoke to people, then nobody could tell me how much power we consume. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm actually leading an economic entity. And I've got to account for ZESA. And so we expect all government departments to be doing that. We, we, are, we are going to be carrying out audits. Mm. You can see the amount of light that is here. When you quantify that in uh, kilowatt per hour terms, significant amount of, uh, of power. So we are coming up with the regulations that will enable us to come and audit the power situation and take mm. positions. Minister, thank you so much. Thank First you. of all, for your passion, thank you. for your energy, thank you. um, and for investing so much time to engage with these uh, very influential people. We've made amazing suggestions that yes. could improve the way you, yes. you, you perform. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm thank deeply indebted. Thank you.